American made means something to us, means something to me. I think it does to you as well. You know, when something is made in America, I mean, really made in America, every piece from the ground up, you know that you're getting the best. You're getting true quality and a product that has real merit and usually a company that has either gone into the firestorm to make it in America or survived the, the firestorm. It's what you get when you buy American, American giant. This is clothing. Every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled here. You're not just buying some clothing. You're investing in the process that will bring America back to life, to get back to the independent spirit of American manufacturing. It means something when you have a piece of clothing that has the American giant patch on it. Please check it out. There's an American giant in all of us. Go to AmericanGiant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. All right. The one and only Catherine Limbaugh. Next. I have to tell you, I am rarely, and I can't remember the last interview, that I actually was nervous about. This one makes me nervous. It's Rush Limbaugh's wife. Her first interview about the book Radio's Greatest of All Time, Rush Limbaugh. It is a fantastic book that if you ever listen to Rush Limbaugh, you should have. It is beautiful, well done, well written, a true tribute to a national uh, icon and hero. I'm not just nervous because she is Rush Limbaugh's, or was Rush Limbaugh's wife, but she is also Catherine Adams Limbaugh. Adams, as in John Quincy Adams. Her family came over on the Mayflower. She, when you hear her record of what she's accomplished, you'll understand. Rush Limbaugh's life through the eyes of his wife in 60 seconds. Trust is a word you don't throw around lightly. I'm sure you don't either. I don't. Um, that really big discussions in life when you need help really figuring things out you want somebody there that you really trust right now might actually be a good time to look into the housing market interest rates are at historic norms now that's the thing we forget the you know one percent two percent interest rate that was a, a bizarre fluke that happened 
now we're normalizing the interest rates and it is very very painful but they're also headed in another direction they're headed up still prices are also starting to come down on homes if you if you uh, are looking for a new home because you have to or you're just like i think i uh, honey we should move Please, there's a company where trust comes in. It's called Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll pair you up with someone from your area or the area you're moving to who understands the real estate business inside and out and knows that area. These are the top sellers that we vet personally on a regular basis. The type of person you'll find yourself being friends with in the end. The type of person you'll find yourself trusting to help you succeed. Real Estate Agents I Trust.com, a free service to you. Real Estate Agents I Trust.com. And greetings to you, thrill seekers, conversationalists, and uh, music lovers all across the bountiful and optimistic fruited plain. It's the Rush Limbaugh program here on the Excellence in Broadcasting Network. And greetings to you, thrill seekers, conversationalists. Catherine Adams Limbaugh. Let me just explain who she is. She was born in Massachusetts. She is a direct descendant from the Mayflower, direct lineage to John and uh, and John Quincy Adams. Catherine uh, has traveled to and lived in over 40 countries on five continents, originally due to her mother's career as an American diplomat and her father's international business career following graduation from the Naval Academy. Throughout her youth, Catherine gained vast, well-rounded experiences, routinely representing the United States abroad, liaisoning with uh, heads of state, ambassadors, and high-ranking military officers, while also witnessing human suffering firsthand, including extreme poverty and disease. Early on, Catherine made it a lifelong mission to help others in times of crisis, encourage people to reach their highest potential. At 15... She taught English as a volunteer while living in a remote country in West Africa. She translated for American military doctors who would set up field hospitals on uh, on missions and raise funds for underprivileged children, leading to a national recognition as Foreign Service Teen of the Year. She is uh, also the co-author of the number one New York Times bestselling Adventures of Rush Revere American History Book Series. Um, she also has been a major player and led major productions, um, part of significant charitable efforts, including Nelson Mandela Invitational in South Africa, the Stand Up for Betsy Ross campaign with her husband, which raised over $5 million for families of first responders. And, of course, she has donated, uh, along with uh, her Family Now Foundation, millions of dollars affected by cancer, illness, and hardship. She was the one who told us on February 17th, 2021, that her husband had passed away. She also said that um, his legacy would continue, and she is doing that in a couple of ways. She is uh, presenting the first ever American Patriot Scholarship in honor of Rush, and uh, she's supporting American military heroes, police, first responders, and Gold Star families through their foundation. She is also, her and her brother, David, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rush's brother, David, uh, have put together a, um, a book, Radio's Greatest of All Time. Catherine, welcome. Hello, 
Glenn, goodness, what an introduction. That that certainly wasn't from the New York Times, I don't believe. <laughs> no, it was not from the New York Times. I believe they have a different version. You but. know, I I was reading I was reading your bio and I thought it, 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 this is this is um hard to say, strange to say, but truly a uh an equal to Rush as far as accomplishments. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I don't know if I can agree in, in full, but yeah. thank you. I, I truly appreciate it very, very much. So the name greatest of all, radio's greatest of all time, is it true that that's what it says on his death certificate? <laughs> yes, we have to be on brand at all times. Yeah. <laughs> very important. Very important. Straight from start to finish. But but yes, it, it does. An, another thing that we wanted to do in a way to, to tweak the media as a final goodbye from Rush, which we know he certainly would have loved. Oh but my someone put that through, <laughs> ironically. Yeah, that I'm not is sure so... who that poor person is that put it through, but yes, it, yes, it, it is. <laughs> it's so, so fantastic. Uh, under <laughs> occupation, radio's yeah. greatest of all time. Um, I was there... Um, in the Capitol, the night he got the um, the uh, Presidential Freedom Award, um, and he always struck me. I mean, he was he was bombastic on the air, you know, on loan from God. But he always struck me as a very humble person in real life, and I could see that that really deeply moved him that night. You know, he really was. He was incredibly brilliant, incredibly kind, fearless, exceptionally talented in radio, of course, but but he was truly gifted. But I believe one of his attributes that we all love the most was he was so humble. He had the biggest heart. He was so sincere. He never forgot the little guy. He never became too big. And he never really thought of himself as Rush Limbaugh. We, the name Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. He, he did on the radio, but, but not, not in real life, so to speak. He always tried to have a better show the next day. He never thought that he accomplished the peaks that he did. Um, he always was working so incredibly hard. So, yes, that night meant everything to him. He was very surprised by it. We were actually in Boston. He had geared up to making this announcement on the radio and thought that was basically it, that the secret was out and now he could go about his medical mission, so to speak. And so we left for Boston right after that announcement that day. And there was a call from the president when he was supposed to be going into surgery that said, you really should be in Washington tonight. We thought, mm. oh, <laughs> yeah. well, we don't quite have the attire for that or <laughs> yeah. the mindset, but but he was so incredibly touched, so honored, so thrilled. It, it meant everything to him, literally. Did he know that that was coming? Did, did, was it told to him in the White House or was that the moment that we all saw? Was that the moment he knew? That was the moment that he knew is going to be presented to him there. He didn't know when we flew up. He didn't know when the president was calling that morning. He only knew earlier in in the White House when we spoke with President Trump and their immediate family, who were deeply appreciative, too, of course. 
But that moment, he didn't know that it was going to be awarded then and there. So everything came at him rapid fire, and his emotions were so sincere. He was actually not feeling well at all that evening. He was going into a pretty significant surgery the next day. So just being there was was quite a feat for him to be there. But having that awarded to him where it was in the form that it was meant meant everything. He he was a just a young boy from Missouri, as he often said. He he wanted to be on the radio from the time he was eight, but he certainly never dreamed that he would be awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in that forum. Uh, you know his. Um, I think Rush was. Um, he felt the same way I feel about my audience, and not every host feels this way. They're like family. And because you get to know each other while we're at a disadvantage, we don't really get to know the listener. We kind of know because if they've been with us for a long time, we know that they've, you know, they're self-selecting. So they're, they're kind of like us, you know, Um, how hard was it and how long did he have to hide this from people that he was so sick? It was really a surprise to him. He really didn't have symptoms like other people may, so he didn't find out until late January, and he announced this in early February. He didn't have wow. to. He didn't have to carry it too long. But how did, how did he know what? Why? What made him go to the doctor? we were celebrating his birthday and he didn't mention as, as most husbands or men may not he didn't mention that he wasn't particularly feeling well we were celebrating his birthday and the very next day he started to have difficulty breathing he was having a heaviness in his chest he had pain in the back of his shoulder and I said you know this could be related to the heart because he had had a, a heart issue at one point so I, I said to him you know we really should fly and see your your doctor. We were flying right over his doctor in Chicago, and um, we found out then and there that it, it wasn't the heart and that it was going to need a battery of tests, and we didn't confirm it until probably a week or so later in Boston at Dana-Farber, and, um, and then from there, all of the treatment and so forth started, but he did have to carry it for a period of time because he wanted to deliver it in the best possible way. And as you said, like you, his audience means everything to him. They are a brother, a father, a family figure. And he knew that they were going to take this news incredibly hard. So he had to hold it for a period of time, but not too long that potentially it would get out in the news if we were to start treatment or something. You, um, you, start, the, um, you start the book with a conversation that you and Rush had um, in the in the hospital on January twelfth, about about a month before he died. Yes. Can you take us back to that? Absolutely. This book is very different in that it doesn't read like a typical book. It isn't a, a start and finish type of story. It's more so a collection of Russia's favorite moments, whether it was on air or off air. And some of the times I was recording him talking about reflections. He started this book in early February of 2020. And a lot of the time we were in the hospital during these conversations or these recordings. And one of those conversations was, was about was about that. 
and it opens up where he was brought a donut by me for his birthday, and he was reflecting on his time in Missouri as a young intern before he became the person that we all know as as the famous Rush Limbaugh. He was just a young kid with a dream hanging around a radio station in in his hometown of Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and um, this donut brought him back because he used to be the young kid that would bring donuts, <laughs> fresh baked donuts to to the um, radio station there in his hometown. So he was only about 15 or 16, but that brought him right back. And he had never told that story before. I happened to be recording it, and we transcribed it directly as he said it um, that, that day in the hospital. We'll continue with Catherine uh, uh, Adams Limbaugh here in, in just a second. With 60 seconds to tell you about Goldline. The nation's top economists are now forecasting the United States will enter a recession in the next coming uh, 12 months. I'll bet you right around the time the Republicans take the Congress and the Senate. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just saying I what it wouldn't it be odd if that happened that way. The best, most time tested way to protect yourself from economic downturns has always been precious metals. If you have, uh, you know, modern bullion already, that's great. Got a good head start. The gold legal tender bar is something that uh, I helped um, Goldline in the Canadian mint design. I don't even know, 10, 12 years ago. This is something when the price of gold goes through the roof on demand, you have this and you have it in your pocket. Um, if things get really, really worse, you need old collectible gold. And uh, can you barter in exchange with that? Sure. But you also, can you break a $5,000 coin, please? No. I mean, unless that's what milk cost at that point. But you have these little teeny legal tender bar cards. They, they have the gold broken down into usable amounts. Made by the Canadian Mint and only available at Goldline. They have a deal this week on their historic graded $5 gold Indian coins, which is I, I collect. With every box of 20 of the graded $5 gold Indians, you will receive uh, 100 of the silver Mind Your Business bars at no cost. Both of these items are great for barter or for collection. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So it is amazing to me. We're with Catherine uh, Adams Limbaugh, and uh, she has just put out a book that she and Rush started, and uh, then David came in, David Limbaugh, to help finish. It's radio's greatest of all time. When you're when you're looking through the book, there is one thing that struck me. I, I've led a pretty blessed life for the last 25, 30 years. And Rush is actually the guy who gave permission for me to be on the network at this time. Um, and so he really actually started my career. Um, but um, uh, I've had a blessed career and I've met a lot of people. But when you read this book, my gosh, he knew the giants of history and, and conversed with them and, and worked with them. Were you, when you came in and uh, came into his life, 
with the experience you have, was that a little odd for you too or not? Is it just me? No, I, I don't think that part was odd as much as how he was talked about in the mainstream media and getting used to that portion of it. Because I came to know and knew who he was off of of the radio and, and who he was in person. And I think the harder thing was knowing how he was talked about when here he was able to relate to, as you said, the heads of state or really anyone, um, top celebrities, key figures. That was Reagan, peer group. Thatcher. Yeah. I mean, that was his peer group. Yeah. And and I think how he was talked about in the mainstream media was the harder thing to, to get used to. But in terms of who he interacted with, he was just the same. He was the same person as talking on the radio. He directly spoke to the American people in the same way that he spoke to the President of the United States. He was he was rushed through and through, which I, I love the most about him. Um. Did he ever get used to or did he blow off all the horrible things that were said about him? Because uh, if you're like my wife, my wife probably has a harder time with it than I do. Yeah, I think so as well. He always said that the media didn't make him and can't break him. So I, I think that he took it as as a measure of success. He didn't ever particularly get used to it, but he said the more that they're talking and making things up, I'm obviously effective. So right. I, yes. I tried to look at it in, in that way as well, but I definitely probably had a harder time than he did with some of the things that are, were said. So what is, uh, we have one minute. Uh, let me think if I can come up with a one minute question because I've got, I've got a lot of philosophical questions for you. And um, Real quick, how did you two meet? We met long ago through friends when I was running a, a charity for Gary Player in the Nelson Mandela uh, Invitational. And did, did, did you know of, did you, were you a fan of his on the radio or not? I was a fan of his and and became more and more uh, a fan as, as time went on, but I did listen early on. But I should just say quickly, Glenn, before we have to go, because I know we're short on time, that proceeds from this book will benefit the children of fallen military heroes. That is very important because this book is not about selling books. It's about inspiring the country. Rush loves the American people and our country with all of his heart. There's 14 days left for a very very important election, and I know Rush is still with us and talking to us. Through so this do book. I. Um, Catherine Limbaugh, if you don't mind, we have another break with you if you can stay. Catherine Limbaugh, the name of the book, Radio's Greatest of All Time. Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know, as Rush used to say, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're never going to give up. Uh, you have an opportunity today to make sure that you are making it and you're making it in the uh, healthiest way that you possibly can. Get your finances in better shape than maybe they've ever been. You have the opportunity to start saving more, start spending less when you don't need to and make sure that your money, the money that you are spending every month is spent wisely. You're not paying too much, especially on things like credit card debt. What kind of percentage interest are you paying on that? 20 19? How about paying five? Do you know how much I would save? 
Call American Financing today at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. Salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. They're waiting for your call now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We're talking to Catherine Adams Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's wife, about his legacy, his history, his last year of life, their marriage. He has a new book out now. It was started by Rush and Catherine uh, in um, in the last few you know uh, weeks and months of his life. It's called Radio's Greatest of All Time. Rush Limbaugh uh, and David Limbaugh came in to do some additional writing. It is a fantastic book and and has um uh, thoughts on rush written by different people uh including uh ron DeSantis and clarence thomas i don't know i'm not i'm i mean it's still like seven degrees from kevin bacon but i don't know anybody who is like that close to clarence thomas that he would get something written about them uh, after they passed away. Uh, welcome back to uh, Catherine Limbaugh. It, it, it's phenomenal the the things that these very very important and influential people felt about Rush. Yes, absolutely. At the, at the opening of each chapter, there is a tribute from someone that is very well known, but also a close friend of Russia's. In fact, you're you're included as well, Glenn. There is a page that is there. With I don't you know how well. I got included. I mean, it was like we got one more chapter. Who are we going to call? Uh, no, no, uh, you wrote something very nice that I I, I really appreciate. And um, so, at the beginning of, of each chapter is is a tribute that is. From from people like Governor DeSantis and and Clarence Thomas and, and President Trump and Ronald Reagan, and they talked about who Rush was in in the country and also as as a person. And as we know, Rush will go down in history as one of the greatest voices for conservatism of all time. He is the George Washington of radio. He is our America's Winston Churchill, as I mm-hmm. often say. He's a modern-day founding father, speaking of, of John Adams. And I know that I should say that I am 100% confident he is so thankful to have you and your voice and your audience still out there continuing the charge. And God bless you for the, the work that you do in including this and in talking about this. We really appreciate it. Uh, I will tell you, um, that means... Um that means a lot to me. Thank you for saying that. Um, we are facing the first real important election since his path of passing. And if I've had one listener or one host or one senator <laughs> uh, talk to me about this, uh, they all say the same thing. Rush is sorely missed. That is exactly right. He is so missed. 
and this is coming out at such an important time where I think the American people need his inspiration through his words, and that's exactly what this book is. It is Rush delivering his inspiring words. It's not talking about the cancer. It's not talking about sad times. It's talking about an individual who lived out the American dream, and he wants every American to have that opportunity. He doesn't want our our country to be downgraded. He wants our country to go forward and the best days to be ahead. And that's exactly what shines through in this book, in Rush's words, not an interpretation, but directly from him. And I think when people read this and they look at it, it can serve as a, a coffee table book, a textbook for that's conservative great. ideology. And I think when people read this, they will say, this is Rush speaking to us, inspiring us, and telling us we must carry on and we will carry on as a wonderful country that we are. Catherine, I have to tell you, I mean, honestly, I didn't know what to expect when uh, the book arrived. Uh, And I I, I expected a good book, but this, you're right, this is a coffee table book. This is a beautiful, well done, inspiring tribute to a man that I had incredible respect for so good job on that could i could i ask you and if this is too personal please just tell me um rush was always so positive about things always we're gonna make it we're fine i have often wondered um in in the thoughts of the country or even in his his own um uh you know treatment with cancer were there times that he was like a mere mortal here that that worried about things that that well, I, I think he would definitely say, as he often did, that it is never time to panic. He, yeah. His audience would, would remember those words very vividly. It is never time to panic. It's never time to give up on America. And I believe he did believe that 100%. There were some days and, and some times when I think he was very fearful. He was fearful the country was, was driving off the cliff. He was fearful of his own health. But he always rallied. That was that was truly Rush. He was fearless. He was strong. He was a leader. He was an unwavering American patriot in that way. And I think he fundamentally believed that our best days are ahead because they have to be ahead. And he took it upon himself to lead that charge with wonderful people like yourself and to continue that inspiration and that optimism. I think certainly in quiet moments, he, he had fear, as, as everyone did or do. Um, but I, I would say that the majority of the time, he would say, we have to get back onto the horse and we have to persevere. That's, that's what we will do as a country and as an American people. Did he have any um, last uh, thoughts um, about the future of America or, or what has to happen that you care to share? When we started this book, he started in early February of 2020, right after diagnosis. He had been asked to do a similar type of book a long time ago, and he really wasn't 
up for it. He said, of course, how can I possibly select from such words of wisdom <laughs> of 30, 30 plus right. years on the radio? But, mm. it, but really, he, I think that's what the mission of this book is exactly for, that he wanted the best days to be ahead. He wanted the country to continue on. He wanted the American people to never lose sight of American exceptionalism. And one thing I love so much about Rush is he could not stand stereotypes. He didn't want people to be pigeonholed. He wanted people to live the American dream that he did, meaning that no regardless of where you started or where you came from or the color of your skin or your gender, that you were American. And right. because of that, you can also be as successful as he was, or at least a version of it, or live out your dream. I can't, I cannot talk to you and not ask you this question. It may be, I mean, I, uh, I think everybody would like to ask this question if they know that Elton John played your wedding. <laughs> I just have to ask, did he know it was Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> he did. He did. And this this may be breaking news, but I believe that, that Elton John, Sir Elton John and Rush are actually very, very similar. Uh, they had quite a, a similar demeanor off of their, their performance personality because I believe that they both were so hardworking. They both were the top of their game, so to yeah. speak. They both loved their audience in the same similar way. So in, in many respects, they were very similar. So yes, he did know it was Rush's wedding <laughs> and my wedding. We, I actually was with, with Sir Elton John in, in Hawaii. We were out there visiting my parents who lived in, in Hawaii part of the time. And Rush and I were in a hotel room just below um, Elton John. And we actually sent a note to him and, and asked if he would be willing <laughs> to, um, well, <laughs> bridge fences and, and come on over. And mm. so he, he did, and we were so humbled by it. He was extraordinary. I think he was very happy with, with being there, and, and we were deeply honored. We, yeah. we love him very much. Uh, on a, a personal note, how are you doing I think as anyone who's who's listened to Rush for so long, there is a, a tremendous void in our lives. I, I think that's undeniable. Uh, every day, there's there's some remembrance of Rush in some way that provides a bit of that that hole in your heart. But I think the best thing that we can do is is carry forward, and I know that's what he would want of us. So I, that's really what I'm trying to do and, and trying to keep connected to his audience so that we can go through this together. I often say that this was our loss. It was, it was the loss of, of a country, not just my loss. And I, I think that, that we just have to go forward. There's, there's no other choice. It, uh, I know that there are millions of people that... Um, mourn with you and are grateful for you and uh, will appreciate this this book that never reach out i um i so wanted to uh be part of the rush limbaugh club but i never reached out to i only once i reached out just to thank him for something because i never wanted to be that guy because i know what it's like 
um, not, I mean, just a fraction of what it must be, have been like. But know, Catherine, that there are millions of people that don't reach out um, that think about you and Rush every day. I am so deeply grateful. We hear some of the most wonderful messages and receive letters and gifts, and it means everything. It truly means everything to me, and it did to Rush. These these people who are listening today are our extended family, and just having the ability to speak to them and thank them and, and say how much they matter and, and we value them means a great deal to me, so thank you very much for that. One last question for you, and that is being a direct descendant of the Mayflower. Anything you want to say about the 1619 Project? <laughs> Definitely. We, we have to focus on 1776. It's the only date that we can focus on. And yes, the Mayflower was very inspirational. We should not oh. undersell it ever. I, I, I tell you, we just acquired the largest collection of Mayflower documents and artifacts in the world. Uh, we were up against the Smithsonian in, in buying it, my, my uh, charitable foundation. And... Uh, uh, the things that are there that prove the difference between Jamestown and the Mayflower, those people were good, God-fearing, hated slavery, hated slavery, and arrest a, uh, the captain of a slave ship that kind of accidentally uh, came, to, uh, came to shore uh, in a storm. They arrested him for sta- slave stealing and then took a, uh, a collection amongst themselves and sent those people back to Africa to be free. It's crazy. It is amazing. And those stories should be told yeah. more. Our our founding fathers did something so miraculous with this country. We can never let go of it. We were the most free country in the world when freedom had never, ever been heard of at, at that time in 1776. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the date we must remember. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I truly appreciate this this so much. And, and thank you so much. Well, thank you. Catherine. Uh, Adams Limbaugh, um, the wife of Rush Limbaugh. The book is available today. It is well worth the price. It is a beautiful, beautiful tribute and appropriate for your coffee table or or whatever. You will love this book. It's radio's greatest of all time, Rush Limbaugh. Catherine, thank you. Thank you. You bet. Bob wrote in uh, about his experience. That was hard. That was hard. I love that, though. That was, that was it's like, I am emotionally awesome. just drained from that. I know. You know, it's, I'm glad this came out now. Like, it kind of, we've both been dealing with, like, good God, this, we, we are screwed. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of been our attitude lately I off know. the air. And I kind of hear that optimism. And she's totally right. That's exactly how, how he would have been. Yep. He would have been optimistic yep. about the future. Yep. Uh, relief Factor. Uh, the bottom line is Relief Factor works. It works for me. Um, I got a email in from Bob. He said, uh, I have, I've had lower back pain from an auto accident. I was in it 10 years ago. I haven't even taken ibuprofen for months now because of relief factor. Try it. You will not believe how well it works. Thanks. Relief factor. Well, Bob, thank you for listening. Thank you for, um, writing in. If you're dealing with pain and you've tried everything, please just try Relief Factor. It attacks the inflammation in your body four different directions. 
uh, the three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 1995, three-week quick start developed for you, relieffactor.com, 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor, feel the difference. The Glenn Back Program. Somebody came into uh, the studio yesterday having a regular producer meeting. We've got about, I don't know, 15 producers, and they're all in here. And and one of them said, you should use the golden microphone that's out in the lobby uh, to do the interview. And I was like, no, I think that would be inappropriate. Um, but uh, <laughs> I was uh, uh, lucky enough to be the steward of Rush Limbaugh's golden microphone. Um, and it is in our lobby. If you ever happen to have to do business here at the Mercury Studios, you will see it right next to uh, Cecil B. DeMille's megaphone. Uh, what else is out there? Something else important. And uh, <laughs> the head of the uh, the head of the Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. So, yes, that's yeah. not, a, not everything, one of those not things. Yeah, it's not everything's equal. <laughs> <laughs> It is really cool to see that microphone, though. I mean, yeah, the, the amount of history that went through that thing. It's its remarkable. It's remarkable. That man was uh, a game changer in everything. Let's carry on the spirit. Don't despair. Let's, let's watch Oz tonight. Uh, go after uh, Fetterman and, uh, and then carry on and get to the polls. Election is under two weeks away. America needs to correct the mistakes from the last election. The Glenn Beck Program.